Welcome to Jabberwocky Audio Theatre. This program is made possible in part by Jeffrey Long, a listener like you who's backing us on Patreon. Thank you. Visit our website at jabberaudio.com support to learn more or go to patreon.com slash teamjabberwocky. The following audio theater is rated ADPG, so parental guidance is suggested. There has always been a gray area between the just and the unjust, the lawful and the lawless, a nebulous region where the trappings of authority share little crossover with the course of justice, and where those who attempt to shine light into the dark recesses of power are often the least expected. July 2012. Professional poker player Jimmy Harmon has been working to ingratiate himself with venture capitalist Anton Kreitzer, a key player at an exclusive Los Angeles poker game. But when a charge to safeguard one of three enigmatic puzzle boxes goes awry, with lethal consequences, Kreitzer's assistant Farah reaches out to Harmon to cancel the assignment. This wasn't at all what he intended. After what happened to Mr. Ford, Mr. Kreitzer wants to call the whole thing off. Can you come to the Inglewood Park racetrack tonight? Mr. Kreitzer has a private suite. Sure. Spent plenty of time on the casino side there. In the meantime, Harmon works with his frightened ex-girlfriend, Robin Freeman, to ferret out the truth behind a secretive real estate investment group after her innocent inquiries have unintended results. Robin, the head of the investigations branch is dead. Your friend Karen and your boss Jesse are both missing. It does look like they haven't connected anything to you, which is good. I hate to say it out loud, but that could change. But if we can get something concrete on this White Bluff Restoration Group, or whatever it's called, then the powers that be at least have grounds to offer some kind of protection. I don't... I didn't want any of this. I know. None of us did. But it's where we are now. Appropriating a superior's credentials, the pair sneak into the secure wing of the Los Angeles Hall of Records. But as they unearth the information they've been seeking, they find themselves cornered by one of the very killers who had earlier ambushed Harmon. Here it is. Yes, White Bluff Restoration Trust. Trustees, shareholders. Looks like they've amended the file with property purchases. Everything. Oh, quick, get down. What is it? Two guys just came in. Son of a bitch. I don't know who that guy in front is. I saw him earlier today, but... That's Joe Santoro, the L.A. County Assessor. My boss. As in the big boss. Do you know the other one? We've met. His name's Malone. He kills people. Jabberwocky Audio Theater presents Quorum, the Gambler's Tale. Tonight's presentation, All That Glitters, Episode 6. Here, maybe we can get around them. Back behind the stacks before they see us. What about the records? We're just going to have to take them with us. We can't do that. These are official documents. We, can... we don't have a choice. We'll bring them back. Shh. Just make it quick, Malone. I don't want to be here any longer than we have to. My team's already getting suspicious. And I think there may be someone else poking around. Something we missed. Well, then lead on, Santoro. You're the one knows where we're going. We're just along for the ride. All right. TC3263827 should be... 
back deck. Pathway's open. Don't need to move the stacks. Come on! All right, we can squeeze around the left. Circle past them. They'll see us if we try to go for the door. I know. Just need to get over to the stack controls. When I say run, run. Now run! What the hell? Who's in here? I told you this was a bad idea. Okay, now act casual. Walk calmly. Give me the file. What are you doing? You work here. Guard's got no reason to suspect anything, so long as he doesn't see us taking a big file folder out with us. There, nice and hidden. Those two won't stay trapped for long. There are controls at the back end, too. So we walk calmly, but with purpose. All set! Thanks! Have a great night! You too. Okay, where's the staircase? The elevator's just... Can't risk the wait. We are out of time. We're... Ah, oh, there it is. Come on. Malone catches us, we're more likely dead, so... That's supposed to make me feel better? Sorry, I, I got babble under stress. Okay, ground floor, emergency exit. That'll set off an alarm. I can live with an alarm. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're on Temple. Uh, come on, I managed to get a street spot just down here. How did you find a street spot at this hour? Just need to get out of the area fast. No way they'll be able to follow us in L.A. rush hour traffic. Damn it! Ticket. Well, obviously, you can't park here during rush hour. Lucky they didn't tow you, some getaway driver. Duly noted. Just saying, gotta think first rules making sure we actually have a car to get away in. Okay, we're, we're clear. And I'm honestly surprised meter maids are out writing tickets in this heat. That was... Ow! What the hell? You bastard! How could you? You nearly got us killed! Still getting us killed! I just saved our... saved... Okay. No. No, I didn't. Uh, I thought... I don't know what I thought, but... Uh, I'm sorry. Damn it, Jimmy! Just like always, I get suckered into trusting you and you pull the football away and I fall for it. Every time. Just... just let me think. Yeah, of course. Look, it's not... I know it's not that simple. I'm not stupid, just... Blind! Why do I always play the fool with you? Jesus, what is wrong with me? I go from literally pointing a gun at you one day to following you into a full-blown identity theft scheme the next. Well, technically, it was three days later. Sorry, bad joke. I'm just not ready for my life to turn upside down. Robin, it's okay. We got away, all right? But we didn't. Not really. One thing if they weren't looking for anything suspicious, but they saw us. Even if they didn't get a good look, they'll find out I was in the registry office pretty quick. And security records will show we used a director's ID to go into the secure wing. They'll put it together. I'm screwed. Look, if it comes down to it, the heat can all be on me. I'm the one who stole the ID. You didn't know what I was doing. And if we're actually able to use this, find out what was really going on, none of it'll matter. We'll, we'll figure it out. I don't know. I really don't. Robin, I never meant to do this to you. Any of this. Maybe can't believe I'm saying this, of all people. Maybe you should call your father for help. No, that's not... No. I... I want to wrap my head around this now. Okay, okay. So, it looks like your boss, the big boss, this Santoro guy, he's tied up in this somehow. He was looking for the same file we were. TC3263827. You remember the number just like that? Like... 
Guess I forgot how good you were with numbers and stuff. Uh, yeah. What worries me more is who he was with. Saw him before with this guy Glenn Chambers, a real estate speculator. Now that's weird enough, but Malone? Who is he, really? I don't know exactly. Crooked LAPD cop moonlighting as a hired gun. Doesn't have anything to do with you, or I thought it didn't. Came after me this past weekend, after this package I've been carrying around. Jesus, you've got killers coming after you? So, what, you're a courier now? No, I'm... Well, I guess I am, sort of. Trying to stay in the good graces of this guy, Anton Kreitzer. Remember I told you what happened in Vegas last year? Well, I kind of glossed over some of the details. Someone tried to kill me. A few people did. But this one was a two-bit goon named Watson. Only instead of killing me, he killed a friend of mine, Will Archer. Will Archer? That sounds familiar. Do I know him? Yeah, you met in Vegas a couple years back, when you came to see me play in the World Series of Poker. He liked you. Naturally. Okay, only somebody put Watson up to it. Vegas police won't do anything about it. I mean, not really all that surprising. There's this one detective, Marshall, a strange guy. Seemed like he was going to try something, only he got his wings clipped. Then, a few months back, Victoria Salkovich reaches out to me. Your backer. One who used to finance your poker play. Right. So she has a lead. Nothing definite, but a connection between this Kreitzer and the people behind Watson. So ever since, I've been trying to get close. But why? I mean, why you? Because it's my fault Will's dead. I was reckless, stupid, selfish. I put him right in harm's way. And here I am doing the exact same thing again. No. No, you're not. Jimmy, it's not the same. Really. I came to you. I asked for your help with this. Maybe this was an absolutely crazy way to go about it, but I know you. Know what to expect with you. You're never going to take the safe choice when there's something riskier on the other hand. I know what I said before, but I can't be mad at you for being who you are. And maybe there is something exciting about that. I just... I screwed things up so bad with you before. No argument there. Touché. I'm just... I'm really trying to do better. I... I believe you. How about we both just give ourselves a break? We can talk about how we got here later, but we're here. Now. So what's next? What's the plan? Okay. You need to look through those files. See if there's anything you can figure out. Between the two of us, you're the only one who's going to be able to make sense of it. I have to meet with Kreitzer tonight. Kreitzer? He's the one you're delivering this package for? The one that's got this Malone guy after you in the first place? You sure that's safe? Sure? <laughs> no. But it's supposed to wrap up this whole courier job. Maybe finally get that psycho cop off my back. Or if this is all connected, maybe I find out more. So, let me drop you back at your friend Anna's. I'll go to my meeting and call you after. We'll figure out next steps then. Malone may be a cop, but honestly, I don't think we need to worry about legal blowback for now. Despite the, well, identity theft thing. They really want things kept quiet. Still, I think going back into work tomorrow is off the table. Definitely. Okay, I'll take a personal day. A personal week. And Jimmy, thanks. What do you mean, thanks? I just... Just thanks. Leave it at that. Okay. Uh, you're... You're welcome. It took longer than I thought to bring Robin back up to her friend's place in Studio City. Barely made it to the racetrack for my 8 o'clock sit-down. Got a habit of underestimating L.A. traffic. Still, it gave me time to think. I'd forgotten how comfortable it was with Robin, even when she was mad at me. 
Maybe not when she had an actual gun pointed at me, but I don't think that was likely to repeat itself. I hoped. And it's Jancy Rendezvous coming from the outside. Closing on Old Town Gary in the lead. Coming up fast. They're neck and neck. Jancy Rendezvous pushing ahead. And it's Jancy Rendezvous by a nose. Followed by Old Town Gary Mayday. Pitcher in third. Spent a lot of time at the Inglewood Park Casino the past months, but never made it out to the horse track. Could understand the appeal for some, at least from a showmanship standpoint, but betting on horses always seemed too much like, well, gambling to me. Not to mention making the horses race in what was probably LA's worst heat wave in decades just seemed cruel. Ah, James, so glad to see you. Please have a drink. I know Farah relayed my apologies, but please allow me to extend them directly. This assignment was not remotely what I anticipated. I have to imagine you anticipated something, or you wouldn't have offered the amount you did. Oh, as I said at the outset, I did anticipate there would be parties interested in obtaining the objects in your possession, but I never expected them to go to such extreme measures. Not to put too fine a point on it, but I'm hoping with the conclusion of our little mission, they'll be a lot less interested in coming after me. After us. Alas, I think they will still be interested in me. Unless by us you meant... Uh, yeah. I was thinking more explicitly about... About me? I'm touched. Eleanor, I'm I'm glad to see you. I mean, obviously I'm happy you're safe, but... I gather what you meant. Pleased to see you, too. That I am absolutely thrilled to hear. Mr. Harmon, Miss Wallace has delivered her charge. I trust you are prepared to do the same? Uh, Sure. Just let me get that drink you offered. And here you are. You mean... You had it here the whole time? Oh, just since this morning, when Farrah let me know you'd be here tonight. Had some time to kill before other business I had to take care of today. Didn't want to chance anything happening to it. By the way, you might want to talk to security. I was pretty much able to walk right into your suite here. That does sound surprising. Yeah, all thanks to a leftover polo shirt and clipboard. Little trick I picked up recently. Ah, well done, Mr. Harmon. And I see the package is still intact. Were you at all curious about it? About the puzzle aspect of it? Of course. I solved it. You did, did you? Like I said, I had some time to kill. Key was the encrypted message on the underside. Looks like gibberish. Thought at first it was a simple at-basher substitution code, but no. It's a visionaire cipher. Fascinating. My friend Peeps would have gotten it right away. Pattern recognition's her thing. But I learned a thing or two about codes over the years. Needed to know the passphrase, though. Then I noticed the Greek letters on those dials on the box, and I remembered what you said when you gave us the assignment. That you were being Delphic. Not cryptic. Not mysterious. Delphic. And you mostly directed that word to me once you saw I'd picked out this particular box. Sure enough, the passphrase is Delphi, as in the Oracle. I am impressed, Mr. Harmon. Do continue. You also mentioned Fabergé eggs to Ken Ford, and his box had Cyrillic lettering on it. Russian. Figure that was a clue to unlocking his, though without his box I can't know exactly what. The people who smashed it clearly didn't care. And you used the phrase God willing when Eleanor asked how long we'd be carrying them. Unusual wording, but then she said her box had a bunch of Arabic writing on it. In hindsight, I'll bet you were hinting at the phrase inshallah, God willing in Arabic. My assessment of your skills increases by the moment. Oh, um, I don't speak Arabic. I just know that phrase. It's pretty common. Anyway, the decoded message on mine reads, the oracle will provide the key to unlocking the truth. Which brings me back to the dials. Seven of them. Oracle in Greek is Monteo. That I looked up. Seven letters. Set those and a little cylinder pops out. A star shape at the end. 
shape that matches a small indentation on the side. It's a key, just like the message said. Voila, box is open. And the contents inside? <laughs> Didn't touch it. Looked like a USB drive or something. But, but that's your business. Besides, I know better than to just plug a random mystery device into a computer. Good way to fry it. My job, or my plan anyway, was just solve the puzzle, as you expected I would. You think I expected you would all solve the puzzles? No, you expected I would solve it, though you did give us all a chance at it. I said before you wanted to test our approaches to the job. I think that extended to how we'd handle the boxes. Ford, well, he was happy to give it to the highest bidder, even if, in the end, that bidder betrayed him. Conclusion, his motivations were short-term, immediate compensation. Nothing wrong with that, necessarily. It's just one approach. An interesting observation. Eleanor, you likely thought, would let them chase her, stay ahead of them. Willing to bet she gave you the box as is. Didn't open it, nothing out of the ordinary. Before, when we found Ford, she asked if I thought we should open them, but didn't actually suggest we do so. Very deliberate wording. Definitely thinking more long-term. Not sure what her motivations are, but it's not immediate reward. Could be you're holding something over her. That was certainly Ford's impression. But whatever it is, she'll do exactly what she agrees to. Please, go on. As for me, well, self-awareness isn't my strong suit, but I'll take a stab. You've been interested in my observational skills from the start. Thought it was curiosity, but this was a real-world test. And at first, I didn't do that well. Their goon got the drop on me. Didn't see him coming. Crooked cop they've got working for him. Malone, same guy we figured killed Ford. But, you know, fool me once. When it came to the box, I made a call. Solve it, but leave the contents. Perform the task you needed, but not necessarily follow the letter of the law. How'd I do? As I had hoped. Not expected necessarily, but hoped. And most importantly, you completed the assignment. 15,000, as agreed plus an additional 10,000, which I hope will cover the damage to your apartment. Let me know if that proves insufficient. I'm, you know, I'm sure it'll be enough. My apartment's not exactly fancy. Fundamentally, I believe in rewarding success. In this world, people are all too eager to reward effort over accomplishment. In my experience, effort is meaningless without achievement, a convenient excuse for failure. If you could excuse me a moment... Please, relax. Enjoy yourselves. You can use the buzzer there to call in a server if there's anything you need. Yes, what is it? Seems we're finally able to have that drink after all. So it would seem. If I didn't know better, I'd suspect you had this all planned from the start. Well, let's see how stocked the bar is. A Harvey Wallbanger, as I recall. Do they have Galliano? Ah, <laughs> success. You do have an excellent memory. You know there are people who can do that for us. Yeah, no need to bother them. I enjoy playing bartender. Jimmy, this, um, this isn't going to end up how you think. How do you know what I think? Unless mind reading is another of your considerable skills, which I wouldn't discount offhand. Lifetime of experience tells me what you think. No need for the supernatural. Okay, in another life, uh, another world, well, maybe something like this could work. But in this one... Uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves thinking about the world we want versus the world we have. This is just a drink. You do know how to drink, no? Been doing it since I was young. Too young. Then let's just leave it at that. See what happens. Here, let me know how I did. Hmm. One could be forgiven for forgetting you're not a professional. The highest of praise. Fine. Come up. But, um... Ah, oh, Jimmy... There's a lot you don't know about me. Oh, I've caught the veiled references to your oh-so-mysterious past, Ms. Wallace. I'd be lying if I said that didn't add to your appeal. Yeah, well, the veil's there for a reason. There are 
things in that past. Too many things. Things a little obscurity can make easier to not think about too much. So they don't. Overshadow everything else. Pretend it's all, um, maybe not normal, but at least pardonable. Hey, we've all got regrets. If we didn't, we'd never learn anything. Never be able to change for the better. That's just it. Some things you can't ever... Mr. Chambers, what is it that's so urgent you had to come see me here tonight? Uh, there's been a development. I just heard back from... Ah, Ms. Wallace. <laughs> I didn't know you were here. Uh, allow me to thank you once again for your services. You've proven yourself quite indispensable. Uh, of, of course. Look, Anton, we've been concerned that you may have been getting distracted. Mr. Chambers, I have several interests, very few of which concern you. I remain committed to our venture, but I have no intention of sitting around. Oh, I didn't mean to imply... Of, of course, you have other interests. I wouldn't expect otherwise. I just... I trust you to take care of your obligations, just as I take care of mine. Is that clear? Uh, yes. Yes, of course. Now, as it happens, my other activities are on hold for the moment. It appears someone, and I am not yet sure who, has taken rather extreme measures to oppose me though I take some small comfort knowing their actions have had the consequence of exposing them. I don't... I, I don't understand what you mean. Of course not. Forgive me. I fall into theatricality again. The individuals in question stole something from me, believing it of value. A digital device, which in actuality was a red herring, a sort of digital loudspeaker, completely disables any system it's connected to while simultaneously broadcasting its location over IP. So it will be only a matter of time before my people have eliminated the distraction. I see. My point, Mr. Chambers, is you can relax. You have my undivided attention. Now, what is this development? I need to... Can we step outside? As much as I appreciate Ms. Wallace's discretion... Of course. If you'll excuse me a moment. You do what you need to do. We can hold down the fort. So you... you know Glenn Chambers? Mr. Kreitzer isn't my only employer. Mr. Chambers has been a, uh, a strong advocate of my abilities. As he should be. You are a rare talent. Hey, it's all right. Take it easy. I, I didn't mean to pry. No, it's not that. It's just... Some jobs are easier than others. And some... Look, we can talk about that later. I'm just surprised to see him here now. You know him? Yes. Well, no, not really. And he doesn't... <laughs> of course. He didn't even see I was here. Not really. He acknowledged you, but didn't think to ask who I was. I'm standing behind the bar. He saw service staff. That's uh, an interesting observation. It's the third time he's done that. Which... Well, normally I'd be offended, but it's working in my favor. Or maybe, if it's not all just a coincidence. Forgive me. As I believe I mentioned, Mr. Chambers is a real estate investor, and a skittish one at times. I do feel I should explain further. Would you care to take a short ride with me? I'm afraid the appeal of this particular location has run its course, so to speak. I, uh, sure, I guess. If it's all the same, uh, I think I'll beg off. I'm not, uh, not feeling... All that well. Oh, I am sorry to hear that. In that case, I will fill you in later. James, shall we? Pushing my luck, climbing into the back of Kreitzer's limousine. But there was so much I didn't know. 
and what I did know had enough holes to be mistaken for Swiss cheese. I'd seen Chambers with Santoro, then Santoro with Malone. Now, by itself, that didn't prove anything about Chambers. Real estate investor could easily have business with the assessor. Even if Chambers was involved in the White Bluff Restoration Trust, that didn't directly implicate Kreitzer. Still, way too many coincidences for me to feel safe. James, I am aware I can be a bit of an odd bird. When you've got enough money, they call you eccentric and let you get away with it. But I do want to leave a legacy that's more than funding startups. Of course. There are similarities between us, professionally, that is. To outsiders, the uninitiated, what we do seems like gambling. But we both know that's not so. We make high-risk, high-volatility investments based on incomplete information. Significant losses balanced, hopefully more than balanced, by significant returns. I hadn't really thought of it that way. I was speaking with our movie star friend Parker Wells about that a while back. To be honest, the little test with the puzzle boxes was his idea, though the use of the boxes themselves was solely my contribution. As you surmised, in each of your cases, Mr. Ford, Miss Wallace, and yourself, my specific goals were different. In your case, it wasn't just about your observational talents, but I wanted to see if you had tenacity. The drive to move past losses, to capitalize on new information, and exercise unswervingly sound judgment. And I think you've proven my initial instincts correct. I thank you, Mr. Kreitzer. Please, Anton. Anton. And please call me Jimmy. Jimmy, then. Now, this Chambers, who you so shrewdly evaluated back at your first meeting, has been working on a real estate deal with me, along with several others. It is a complex arrangement. But he is concerned that my other interests, one in particular, is consuming too much of my attention. Yeah, I caught a little bit of that. Yes, yes. How familiar are you with the Inglewood Park Casino? Or the... Fair wager, Inglewood Park Casino, to give it its full name. I've been playing fairly regularly there. Honestly, don't think I've been to the track before today. I have a substantial ownership stake in the property. But the sad truth is that it's not sustainable. A casino? Unsustainable. I thought that was one of the few surefire, recession-proof businesses out there. A true casino. But this is just table games. Even so, it's the track that's the concern. Selling the naming rights to Fairwager was a stopgap measure at best. The return is an inefficient use of the land on which it stands, which is why Chambers is helping sell it. So you're saying the project he's working with you on is the racetrack? You look relieved. Oh, well, it's nothing. Just... sorry, never mind. We're courting a holding company in San Francisco I dealt with during my time there. I can't imagine we'll close for another year or more. I'm sure they'll retain the casino, at least in name, but make better use of the land. Perhaps a new stadium, if they can stomach the bureaucracy that would entail. In any event, horse racing is a dying sport. It may become a niche pursuit, but its glory days are long behind. I'll confess to an affinity for it, but that's more nostalgia for a time far past. To be truthful, my visit tonight was less for personal enjoyment than to bid it farewell. <laughs> Here I am being sentimental. That, as with my penchant for theatricality, may not be a desirable trait for someone in my line, but I cannot deny my character. To wit, the legacy I spoke to you about. Mr. Gabriel, pull over here 
On the bridge. Yes, sir, right away. Can we just stop right on the bridge like that? Indulge me. We'll just be a moment. I'm not sure how familiar you are with city history, but the Los Angeles River is one of the great civil engineering marvels of the past century. Nearly born dry now, courtesy of our current weather, but normally the lifeblood of the city. The 6th Street Viaduct on which we now stand is indelibly stamped into that lifeblood. But what I want to direct your attention to is the 7th Street Bridge, to the south there. It's, uh, well, it's harder to make out at night, but I've seen it before. Very distinctive. The double-decker look with the open space underneath the pavement. That's a more apt description than you may realize. Eighty years ago, city planners realized they had to replace the existing bridge. But rather than tear it down to build anew, they simply added a new crossing atop the old. That original level still remains beneath. Idle, save as a shelter for the homeless or a destination for thrill-seeking urban explorers. I've seen firsthand some of the solutions desperate people have found for shelter. But since I suspect you didn't stop here just for a history lesson, fascinating though it is, I gather you have a plan for it. Astute as always. I do indeed. Imagine repurposing that empty space as an open-air marketplace. Shops, restaurants, arts venues. You'd be surprised how much space there is in there. Outside views are deceptive. That sounds ambitious. One might even say a gamble. A gamble? As I said, I do not gamble. I invest. But you are correct about risk. Whenever you have a grand idea, there will be those who stand in your way. Not for any grand purpose, but merely to oppose in order to elevate their own status. There is one credo I hold inviolable. When the whole world lines up against you, desperate to rip you from your legacy, you have but one course. Hold on with all of your might, as though your very life depends on it. For if you lack that level of commitment, how can you persuade others to follow? Sounds a little ominous, to be perfectly honest. But I'll (laughs) do my best to remember it. I don't mean to oversell it. We have a number of city officials on board and hope to break ground in the next year. The bridge itself is city property, so we have layers of bureaucracy to navigate. Construction will require purchasing property on either side of the river. To construct accessible walkways, expand the footprint, hopefully make the area appealing to new investment, to truly revitalize the neighborhood. And in the end, a memorable legacy to leave behind. Not something ostentatious on which to plaster my name. A highbrow museum or gallery for the idle rich or some god-awful tacky gold-encrusted monstrosity of a hotel to massage a petulant child's fragile ego. No. I want to leave something that glitters far more than gold. Something that will affect the lives of real people. That actually sounds kind of refreshing. I mean, doing something that matters, I guess. It may seem a tad paternalistic. The great and wealthy savior swooping in to aid the poor and downtrodden. Which is why we're keeping it under wraps for the moment. Until we can engage leaders in the community. Another small project Chambers is helping facilitate. Glenn Chambers is helping with this, too? This won't provide the financial benefit of a casino sale, of course. This is about giving back, bridging the neighborhoods on either side of the span, the Arts District to the west, or the southern end of it, and Boyle Heights to the east. The latter in particular is often dismissed as beset by criminal activity, but that's a shockingly narrow viewpoint. 
In reality, it's home to a vibrant community with a rich cultural history. Paradon Blanco, as it was originally known before the Mexican-American War. You do enjoy your history. Paradon Blanco. That sounds beautiful. I, I know my Spanish should be better living in L.A., but uh, what does it mean? White Bluff. You said White Bluff? Mere moments ago, I hadn't been able to hide my relief that Kreitzer might not be involved in the nightmare that was the White Bluff Restoration Trust. That my whole life might not be tied into some inexplicable Gordian knot of conspiracy. But this, this was definitely one coincidence too far. You've been listening to Jabberwocky Audio Theatre. Tonight's production, Quorum, The Gambler's Tale, All That Glitters, Episode 6 of 10. Produced by Jabberwocky Audio Theatre in association with WERALP, Radio Arlington 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. Featured in the cast were Cameron McNary as Jimmy Harmon, Emily H. Gilson as Robin Freeman. Pete Papa George as Anton Kreitzer, Ariana Almajan as Eleanor Wallace, Kevin Murray as Glenn Chambers, Tony Quinn as Joe Santoro, Ricardo Padilla as Malone, James E. Lewis as the Land Registry Security Guard, Greg Jones Ellis as Gabriel, Tom Kramer as Tom, James Whalen as Paul, and Bob Hurley as the racing announcer. Recorded at Tulgy Wood Studios in Springfield, Virginia, with supplemental recording at a variety of independent studios across the region. Music by Brooks Tegler. For specific music information, see our show notes at jabberaudio.com. This week's episode was produced by Bjorn Munson and written and directed by William R. Coughlin. For all the latest episodes and information on Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, visit jabberaudio.com. If you're enjoying Quorum and the other yarns we spin at Jabberwocky Audio Theatre, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcast provider of choice. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash teamjabberwocky for exclusive content and to help us continue to bring you further tales of mysterious suspense and high adventure. Until next time, this is Marsha Renz saying thanks for listening, and tune in next week for the next episode of Quorum, The Gambler's Tale. It's time to kick off a wonderful new day at Fairway Dirtle Wolf Park. Don't miss out on any of the action. What's the scoop? Need to make up some after yesterday. I know. Who'd have figured the best bet of the day would be a two-way Gary at 5-1? to one? But that's in the past. Got some real dirt today. Unbelievable. Race four. A $5 trifecta wheel. 4-3 with 5-4 with 2-4. Could pay out as much as 31, 32 C-notes. Solid gold, Paul. Solid gold! Hast thou slain the Jabberwock? Thank <laughs> you.